Sugar the Play, a cash team production, is looking for actors and singers to fill several slots for this upcoming live play. 
For more information, please call 216-394-8926. That's Sugar the Play Auditions at 216-394-8926. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids Things have gotten more complicated. Pest Control, veteran-owned Massachusetts, Rhode Island-based operation with everything you could dream of for your pest needs. Equipped with top-of-the-line gear to guarantee your home is protected and staying healthy. Phone number is 774-400-5993. Give them a call for the backup you need. Tell them that General Red Revere sent you. They handle anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. We're marching. We're marching. here when you're ready.
got some news today from the radio man. He spoke the word somber and as softly as he can, the world stood still. And the sky opened up. I made my way to fill up my coffee cup. Then it occurred to me as the daylight sky shone blue. Today's day that Johnny met June. He waited a while. He knew that he would. He was gonna hang around here for as long as he could. The days went by, and hours idled past. He was never sure just how long he would last. But there's not much love in a lonely room. Today's the day that Johnny met June. Have a good summer. You too. Thanks. Hey, you must be bored. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> This is the guy that I was running to in the library. Yeah. Guilty. So you like to write on desks. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks, or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. The shiny thing. Grab the oh, shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? 
Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now, what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hon. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is a booth. Staring down, looking at the blood stained concrete. Hear the dead MC flying at my feet. It took a nine millimeter rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, my better split. This is my time, so I make my way up the block. Get the whole base and lock them. Run. Crack the Cavassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Hope the soldiers when he says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. You grow up in the. These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit and then boom Came a noise from the other room It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew They got us locked up for lyrical murder It's one of them charges that you never heard of It's the booth The booth The booth The booth Yeah, it's the booth The booth The booth yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Huh, don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No. He was American and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. you. Jew. Okay. It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, kill. Yeah, pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. All right, your boy, since we're broadcasting live from the city of champions, you are listening to the booth. It is, let's see here what we got here. It is November 16th, 2021. And um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, got to thank my special guest from last week, comedian Kendra Crump and Ron Drago of MetFit. And I got to let you guys know, last week's show, <laughs> I got some new software. And, uh... It is the blue. I have a, I have a blue a blue mic a Yeti blue mic, and last week I was doing my entire show and I'm looking at the chat and people are saying that I sound funny. Some people said my voice is high pitched. Somebody was asking if I was sick, if I had a cold, and all this stuff. And um, the funny thing was was that I was messing around with my Yeti blue voice software, which allows you now to have effects to change your voice. And I was messing around with you know they had gender shifting. 
software so it can make you have a female voice it's got a robot voice and stuff like that so i was messing around and i forgot to take it off the female voice from messing around and i guess i did my whole entire podcast last week with the female voice so i'm just gonna tell you guys right now it's it's pretty funny it's pretty great software here so right now i've got it off i know i'm i'm probably sounding normal but there's some things here. I'd like to cry out, like right now, um, I should be like a demon voice if I change to a demon voice. And we've got fishbowl voice. And we got robot voice. I'm hoping you guys are hearing the changes in my voice as I put these up. I've got a helium chipmunk voice right now. Here is the sinister voice for sinister one. Right there, if it's Sinister One, Sinister One voice. And then we got Witness Protection Program voice. This is the thing that they use in Witness Studios to protect that deadly of someone. Yeah, alien voice. DJ robot voice. And there's a whole mess of things that we can fool around with. So if you're a podcaster and if you have a Yeti blue mic, this is now free. And let me get, let me get back into my regular um if you have a yeti blue mic um this software is free from logitech it, it it's called the logitech g hub and the g hub combines all of your logitech podcasting software so i have a yeti blue mic i have a yeti can i have a logic camera so the software puts everything into this one piece of software called the g hub and you open it up and you have access to all this great stuff um, like I said, it's got sound effects and voice effects. Um, you can actually take your voice and give it that FM modulation sound. There's a ton of stuff in there. And the software is totally free. It's it's totally free. So if you have a Yeti Blue Mic, make sure you go, you download it, you check it out. And you get the stuff that I just showed you for free. It, and it's great. You know, it's great stuff. If you're cutting promos and things of that sort for people and you want to do some sponsorship ads and things like that, and put some voices in there, it, it's great. It, it can add to it. So let's get into the show. Michael Douglas Barreto is one of my sponsors, MDB Electronics. Look, I got a lot of gaming coming up right now. A lot of gaming coming up. Battlefield, new Battlefield just came out. There's a trial for that, 10-hour trial, until the game is released in a couple of weeks. Halo just dropped multiplayer. And surprised everybody for a 20th anniversary surprise. Ghost Recon added break. Ghost Recon Breakpoint added a whole new DLC that's humongous. It, it it's just it's just a lot of playing time right now. And then I got my Madden League that we're doing. You know, with my boys, we do a Madden League and stuff. And there's a lot of gaming. So if I break my controller, if something goes wrong, I can send it out to this guy. This guy's got my controller back within 24 to 48 hours, and I'm back to gaming. So it's good stuff. Oh, Forza. Forza Horizon 5 came out. That's a beast, too. So um, good good looks from Michael Douglas Barreto. Also, uh, you want to check out oh, what's going on here? Boom, boom, boom. Um, my stuff isn't advancing along. Why is my stuff not dancing along? So my other sponsors here, let me just fix this real quick. And um, because my other sponsors are not showing up. So let me go in here and settings. 
I'm going to do some production on the fly. It looks like that I lost my hotkeys for this, for these topics. So here's what we do here. This is a little bit of podcast. So what we really do is I'm in OBS right now, and I'm going to scroll down to wheelchair my topics because my stuff isn't advancing, which means it lost its hotkey. So when this happens, you have to go in and you have to reset your hotkeys. So next slide, boom. Previous slide, boom. Apply, okay. And now my slide should go through. There we go. Viana Marie, music everywhere, online. And I know exactly what happened there. I changed the title of my topics and I forgot to set up my hotkeys. This is the things that happened on a live show. So it's good to catch it, fix it. And, you know, I can explain it to other podcasts out there just how you do it that fast. Uh, Viana Marie's music is live everywhere. You can hear it streaming all the place three years ago today she put out her actually about four years ago she put out her first single and her first album um for sale on distro kid so a little bit of anniversary for her we'll be talking about some upcoming events uh before we close out the show kevin jeffries is in the chat checking out the show um i don't see a lot of, I, I i oh i do see Diana McLean, what's going on? I see you watching the show. John Muller, what's going on? Geneva Blackwell, what's going on? I see all you guys in here checking out the show. What's going on? Tactical target systems. If you go down to the range with me, you're going to see me with the zombie targets. They open a lot of eyes. A lot of people like them. Uh, make sure to ask for Don Robinson. I have a lot of fun. Like I said, my fear of the zombie apocalypse is very true. And I want to be on point. That's it. Simple as that. Rebel Rom, that's my cousin's clothing line. Make sure to check her out. Check out her clothing, www.rebelrom.com. Also, you guys saw the ad, Carl Bernal, veteran-owned, residential and commercial, 774-400-5993. He is licensed and insured. So make sure to check him out if you need any pest control as we head into the winter because we know that mice are right now trying to find their way into your house or your apartment or wherever, and you got to get that, that ish fixed asap all right let's get into the news booth news booth michelle Wu was sworn in today as the first woman elected mayor also the first person of color elected as mayor um kim janey was the acting she was put into place um to take over until the election so she doesn't she wasn't the official mayor you know of color so michelle Wu was sworn in she's the first woman elected mayor for the city of Boston and she is also the first person of color because she is Asian and you know something I was going to put on a little Wu-Tang triumph in the background as I talked about this story but I was nervous I was nervous to drop Wu-Tang's triumph because I'm like damn the way the cancel culture is I don't I didn't didn't need to be canceled You know, I didn't want to throw up the the Wu signs and have the triumph playing in the background for Michelle Wu taking home the mayor. And then the next thing you know, tomorrow, I'm all over Facebook and Twitter because everybody's trying to cancel me for being a racist, for playing Wu-Tang underneath Michelle Wu winning (laughs) the the mayor's election. So I'd rather just be safe than sorry. And um, I'll keep Triumph playing in my head. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh, man. Uh, The supply chain crisis that's going on right now. 
So if you guys know about this supply chain blockage that's causing stores to not have stuff on the shelves and prices to be through the roof sky high, you know, and people are trying to make this politics and blame Biden. Look, hey, dumbasses, this didn't happen overnight. This bottleneck did not happen overnight when Biden got in office. This, this is something that's been building for the last five, maybe six years. The industry knew it was coming. They knew it was coming because they had a foresight into this about three, maybe four Christmases ago when people just really started to online order at Christmas time and they ran into this slow bottleneck of things that came from China. They foresaw this. So this week, I sat down and made sure that I watched 60 Minutes and did my homework. And I watched 60 Minutes and this story right here connects right with what everybody on 60 Minutes who they interviewed was saying and why we don't have the problems here in the Northeast. And I'm going to explain it to you why we don't have the problems that you're seeing in these other places at the ports. Because up here in the Northeast, the container shipping companies that handle the Northeast is Costco, C-O-S-C-O, not Costco, the store, Costco, C-O-S-C-O. So the reason why... We're not seeing that problem here is because Costco has their crap together. Okay. Now this company, um, Mask, M-A-E-R-S-K, they're the biggest shipping company pretty much in the world. They control the two big major ports, which is the two that are really jammed up right now. And guess what? Because of this bottleneck and because you've got 60 to 80 boats stuck in the harbor, this company here is making a ton of money. On 60 Minutes, they said that this company in 117 years has made the most profitable margin that they've ever seen in 117 years of business. On 60 Minutes, the guy that was talking about this company, he said they made close to double-digit billions. And the guy said, well, how does that make sense? How are they making money? If the boats aren't making it into the harbor, stuff's not getting, he says, because it drives the shipping costs up. Everything involved with shifting, shipping goes up. And the reason why this blew up is because of COVID. Is the main reason why they, they, this blew up was COVID. COVID made everybody who really didn't feel comfortable ordering and buying stuff online COVID made them comfortable because they were they were forced. People were kind of forced to start ordering stuff online because you couldn't go out during COVID. And you add that giant push of people who started online ordering and people found out, wow, this is really convenient and didn't go back to go into the stores. You, you can't keep up with that. Now, what they said on 60 Minutes is, is that the system that we have here is antiquated. It's outdated. And it's, it's just one of these things where it's just never been taken care of. They've seen this coming. It's been talked about. And it's never happened. Now we're here where we're at right now. The system is outdated. It's 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 horrible when I watched it. And you can watch this on 60 Minutes um, YouTube. I think they have that story on there. And there was a lot. There was a lot I learned about this whole thing. Um, what I learned about this is I thought the containers were just painted whatever old color representing what company. No. 
each color represents whatever that export or import is. And the system is the scheduling system is based on the color coding of the containers and how it arrives and this and that. It's very confusing. But here's the thing. If you're a trucker, and you've got a red container and you come late because you're stuck in this whole bottleneck. And when you get to where you're supposed to be, um, you could be denied because at this time that you arrive, they may only be taking the rust colored containers and you've got a red container. So what happens is you have to drop your load and leave it there until they can unload it. What most happens is most truckers will take and stay with their stuff. Um, the other problem that they talked about was is that the carriers that they place these containers on, they said they have empty carriers with empty containers on them. And that causes the other bottleneck because usually the, the truckers will come in, drop off, take a carrier, and head out. And they can't even do that because they're not even getting their carriers emptied yet. And the guy was speaking about this whole setup, and he said, you know, people, there's people who are getting filthy rich. So, again, this is another case, people. I talk about it on this show all the time. This is another case of the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer, and the middle class carrying people on their backs. Because the middle class guys are working the shipyards, they're working the ports, and they're making, yeah, you're making a ton of overtime, but you're killing yourself working pretty much around the clock. Like the guy had said on 60 Minutes. All of the other world ports are open 24 hours. America, Joe Biden just recently got the ports to, to open up for 24 hours. It's never been done in this country before. We've never been open 24-hour ports. That's part of the problem. Now the problem why you're still seeing the bottleneck is because even though the ports are open 24 hours and they're trying to get the stuff off the ports, a lot of warehouses and a lot of businesses are not accepting shipments because they're not open 24 hours. A Walmart might be or some of these other places, but a majority of places aren't open 24 hours to receive shipping. So now we got to look at maybe this is something that may have to change. We may have to start having a lot of major stores begin to take shipping around the clock 24-7, you know, instead of just closing up at 9. Yeah, you'll close up for retail at 9, but you'll you'll have a shipping crew. Every Every store will probably have a shipping crew from midnight to 7. And that'd be the best time to get your stock in, get your stock on the floor, and and do whatever. So, you know, it was a very interesting story. It was on 60 Minutes. If you guys are able to see it and check it out, please do. Because they, they debunked a lot of fake stuff that's out there. One of the questions that was asked, um, he said that they, this was being blamed on driver shortage. There's, there's a shortage of drivers. And the guy says, no. He's like, there's, he's like there is a driver shortage out there in that industry but not in the in this industry here there's no shortage of drivers they've got drivers waiting to drop and waiting to pick up he says there's no shortage of drivers as they're trying to spin it he's this bottleneck was created they're making a ton of money and he says they're going to keep making money as they just announced that this mazark just announced that this is going to go into 2022 how convenient how convenient it's going to go right into 2022 right out of this third quarter of Christmas season, and they'll make all their money, and then when everything dies down, the ports will be back to normal in the first quarter of, of, of 2022. It's, it's again, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and the middle class keeps getting screwed over and working. Everybody else is working off the backs of us. So pay attention. Check it out. 60 Minutes had that story on there. Um, getting into the legal booth. Kyle Rittenhouse, the jury begins its deliberations. And um, they also 
had him handpick his 12 jurors from a, from a raffle bowl. So he picked his 12 jurors and, you know, he's either going to be found innocent. He's either going to be found guilty at the end of the day. This is what really truly pisses me off. Wendy Rittenhouse. Wendy Rittenhouse is his mother. And I see a lot of people out there on my Facebook page who follow me. And they're like, well, you know, she's this and, you know, this. No, no. First of all, she's his mother. He's 17 years old. He is still a minor. I don't give a F that his father also lived in Kenosha. She should have made sure what her son was going to be doing when he was getting to Kenosha. Obviously, she didn't. Now, I actually spoke to Rob Resnick off air. And Rob Resnick said that, you know, this whole thing of her doing interviews and stuff is kind of her way of kind of building something up. Because he says she's not out of the woods yet. She can still catch a case. She can be still sued civilly. She can still catch whatever. So he said she needs to be careful with what she says and what she does. Because at the end of the day, Kyle Rittenhouse, when he committed the, these 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 actions, he was 17. He was a minor. Now, as a parent, me, my 17-year-old during the national curfew would be right by my side. If he asked me, oh, I want to go to a friend's house in, in Rhode Island. Nah, bro. Nah. You sitting right here with me during this curfew. And then somebody said, well, you know, the, the, this, this and that about the gun. The gun was a straw purchase. The straw purchase. He gave his boy some money who he called his brother, and it wasn't his brother. It was a friend. He bought the gun. And then when Kyle got there, he gave him the gun. And I love how the prosecutor spun it. He asked him. He says, you told everybody all this stuff about yourself. You're an EMT. You're this. You're that. But you never told anybody your age. Why? And Kyle said, well, nobody asked me for it. And the prosecutor was like, no, you, you didn't tell nobody that because you knew once you told people that you were 17, including those police officers who kind of gave you the power to do what you did, um, they wouldn't have had them there. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm, I'm damn sure if I asked the Frank Zanowski, a police officer like Frank Zanowski, or I asked anybody who I know who's a police officer, if they were in this situation, if they saw a 17-year-old um, guarding a place or walking the streets with a with an AR-15, I'm pretty sure a guy like Frank Zanowski would be like, you, you need to take your ass home. You can get in the cruiser. I'm calling your mother. You should not be out here. And I don't think any business owner would want a 17-year-old kid on their car lot defending their car lot, as he says. Um, it's a humongous liability. And it's not even, look, it's not even a liability about who he might shoot or who he might, it's a liability if the kid gets killed on your property, got on your property, and his parents coming after you and suing you. So, again, you know, let's let's be real here, people. I, I've seen a lot of people on my Facebook page trying to do everything they can to kind of defend this whole thing and defend the mother. And I'm like, yo, then... If you can't see the bad parenting here, then you don't get it. You really don't get it. It's it's bad parenting. And she she needs to shut her mouth big time, big time, because she's going to implicate herself. And to be honest, she should have already been charged. She should have already been charged. What's up, Ben? I see you out there. Love the shirt. Remember your Danielle? Antonelli, uh, she passed away. This was the shirt in her memory. Her birthday was yesterday, so I'm checking on the shirt. Also got the sinister one. Boom, boom, boom. Doing what I'm doing. So Ben Baines, what's up, man? How's it going, Ben Baines? 
everybody out here watching the show. And um, Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon <laughs> turned himself in. He's going to face criminal contempt of Congress charges for what happened on January 6th. He says, how does it feel seeing BLM taking another loss and asking as a black dude? I mean, what do you mean, Ben? Ben, what do you mean by that? How does it feel seeing Black Lives Matter taking another L? I'm I'm asking as a black dude. Are you talking? Are you talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial? Because I I hold on. I got my phone out and I have it waiting in case the the jury comes back. And at this time, the jury hasn't come back. So there's nothing yet. They're still deliberating. So I don't, I don't, I don't see them coming back at this time. Um, it's a tough case. It's a tough case to prove. I wouldn't want to be on that jury. Um, as I said, it has, it has nothing. Well, no, if, 9 a.m. tomorrow. Well, not really. If they come with a decision and they decide they want to announce it, um, they'll announce it. Um, unless they're going to hold it till 9 a.m. If that's what you're telling me, that you're gonna, they're going to hold that verdict till 9, um, then maybe so. Your question, you said you have a serious question for humanity rights now. What's the serious question? Ask the question. <laughs> we, got, we got someone in the chat. He's asking questions. He might have to win a shirt. Usually anybody who... Uh, Hits me up in the chat and, and, and adds to the show. You actually win a shirt. Dave Haggerty won a shirt from I Love Boston Sports. I'm not sure if Ben Baines is a Boston sports fan, but he would win a shirt from I Love Boston Sports. But what's the serious question? Because I'm going to move on to the next topic, Ben. Let me know. Put it in the chat. But I'm going to move on. I'll keep an eye on your chat. But Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon was pulling a Nino Brown. <laughs> at his press conference. If you guys didn't see, I should have actually took the video of it. It was kind of funny. Um, he was there with his attorney and Steve Bannon pretty much went on this rant about how he is going to, you know, take this person now, take that, you know, he kind of went Nino Brown on everybody. You know, that, that whole, this is bigger than Nino Brown. If I go down, everybody goes down. And then he turned around and he called Akbar as the head of the CMB, the criminal organization. Remember that scene in New Jack city? <laughs> Nino Brown, pretty Emma Effa. <laughs> um, also have another big trial going on. While everybody's got their eyes on Kyle Rittenhouse trial, hey, we got the Ahmad Arbery trial going on down there in Georgia, um, and that that's a, a crazy case going on right now. Today, the jurors uh, were shown the gaping hole in Arbery's chest that he received after being shot by that shotgun in point blank range. Um, he had two shots. The shots hit him so hard that the coroner says that the, even if there was an EMT on the scene, on the scene, he wouldn't have lived. He would have been dead. Um, the first shot opened a hole so big in his chest that he that he bled to death right right away, right away. The second shot hit him so hard that it actually broke and shattered. His uh his shoulder. That's how that's how hard of a shot that he took. Um, so it, it's just sad, scary, scary stuff. So keep an eye on that one also too. That's that's a tough case going on. 
heading into the entertainment booth. Um, big one here. Hollywood Unions just passed the contract to end the strike threat. So if you guys have been watching the show, I was talking about this strike that was going to come up. And the strike was is that the lower tier production workers who work the sets and stuff, um, they were unhappy with safety issues. They were upset with money issues here. They were upset with um, not getting money from the streaming because streaming is blown up. And these people are working on all these sets now for shows like Netflix shows, Hulu shows, all these streaming have their own stuff now, but they weren't paying these guys the bright money, the, the men and women. And then you have this whole thing with with Rust where, you know, I'm pretty sure Alec Baldwin's going to be tied up in this lawsuit for paying, you know, trying to save a buck and brings in a, a, a um, an undereducated armorer and you have this tragedy that happens. Um, these guys fought for a few things and they were able to get it. They were able to get it. And um, I guess it's a three-year contract, so these guys are happy. Um, I guess it was narrowly, it, it passed by a narrow margin. I guess they have an electoral-type system. So, But three years, it'll be back up again, but these guys wanted to get that streaming money, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Netflix and them are making a ton of money with subscriptions, so the, the, the lower-tier people should be. Ben Baines, yeah, you can drop your question. I already said it. Drop your question. I'll answer it. As I said, I'm just I'm just going through my topics, but once I see you drop your question, I'm in here. I'm gonna warn you though, don't be dropping no racist stuff like we had three, four weeks ago. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Cause I ain't having it. Sports booth. And I'm trying to get her on next week. I'm trying to get her on either next week or week after Melissa from Hot 96.9. Um, her Taunton Pop Warner Cheerleading Squad is headed to the Nationals. They win the Rizma Super Bowls. And they're on their way yet again. Taunton cheerleading is a beast here in the New England area. They're like, the Taunton cheerleaders are like the Patriots for the last 20 years. Hands down. Taunton cheerleaders are just the dynasty. And they're just holding it down. So I can't wait. But um, Melissa did put this up. They are looking for funds to help them get to Florida. As you know, it's costly. It's costly to get any team down to Florida for these Pop Warner championships. So if you can reach out and help out in any way, likes and shares help out. Um, the story's on my Facebook page. It's on the booth page. And you can help them out. Help them out. Get these girls to Florida. Businesses, step up. Step up. It's a big write-off, you know? So let me know. Um, also, in the sports booth, Patriots win their fourth in a row. 45-7. Went over Cleveland. Yeah, and the defense sucks, right? <laughs> love you guys. Love you. Love my godson, Kevin Atwood. Love you, Chris. Love all you guys who's been going back and forth with me um, for the last few weeks over this whole thing about the Patriots and the defense. And you all know me. I know football. I watch a lot of football. And, you know, I, I'm usually dead on. And when everybody was talking about the defense sucks and it's the suckiest defense in the end, I'm like, no, it isn't. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are watching here, but dang, this defense don't suck. This defense took Tampa Bay right to the final minute, right to the final second. They took Dallas right to the final second. If, if, if the Patriots win those two games, they're 9-1 and one right now. Now nobody can say anything about their defense because they're 9-1. 
And as I said, this 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 team is on a roll. They've got the Atlanta Falcons up next, and the Atlanta Falcons lost two more players on their defense. Their entire defensive squad is injured. So the Patriots are going down there to a Atlanta defense that may not have a majority of their defensive players. It depending, it's gonna be it's gonna be a field day. Uh Ben Baines just put the question up. Hold on here. So what he's putting in the chat isn't coming up on the screen. So he's putting, ah, this is something new. So this is questions. See, he, see, he's stupid, mad stupid. Uh, let, let me show you guys what this dude is putting in here. Ben Baines. Show, 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 show. I'm going to show the stupidity of Ben Baines. I'm going to let people see it. If you're on the YouTube page, you can see this. He's asking me if I've ever stuck a tin can up my ass. Really, Ben? Childish much? <laughs> Childish much? I, lo- I love it. I love it. Y'all really hate a ninja with knowledge. <laughs> Y'all really hate a ninja with knowledge. And then you want to come on this show and throw out some ignorant, stupid shit. <laughs> Keep it up, Ben. I like you. I like you, man. That's that's intelligent stuff right there. What class you graduate from? <laughs> Alex Brown on Twitter. Quarterback Alex Brown of the Red Bank Catholic High School. His mother passed away. Um, she had breast cancer. She passed away. Alex says, look, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play this game. And I'm going to dedicate it to my mom. And he turns around and he throws, he, he he gets eight touchdowns. I think he threw six and ran for two. Threw six and ran for two. I think that's what the final tally was. This kid here. And it don't surprise me, people. It, we've seen this in history in sports. We've seen it with Michael Jordan. Ha ha. Thank you, sir. Lo- I love you, man. Okay, cool. Just that childish stuff, Ben. I'm just being silly. I'm white, really. Really. (laughs) If you want, Ben, if you want a t-shirt, you got to be serious, bro. Ben says that boy should be jailed. He's a fool for taking that gun. He has to answer for the jury of his peers are going to make sure they decide his fate. Um... And we're going to see, you know, it's a, it's a tough case. It's a tough case. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about self-defense, self-defense, self-defense. But the problem is, is here is that when you're in a group of people and you see somebody pull out a gun and start shooting people, there's some people who are going to try to stop that active shooter, you know, and, and people forget that, you know, people forget that he was in he was in a situation where he was an active shooter. And for me, I kind of feel like I'm surprised they really didn't go after this murder thing because him and Rosenbaum exchanged words prior hours, hours, hours prior to this whole incident with Rosenbaum. And he was actually following Rosenbaum. So we'll see. Um, Ben Bain said if he was black, he would have been in court with handcuffs. Look, to be real honest, if he was black and in Kenosha with a gun (laughs) during a curfew, I'm pretty sure my man would have been shot. (laughs) I'm just saying I'm just saying this dude, he shot three, he shot three people 
put his hands up and he walked right past the police who did absolutely nothing. <laughs> we had, we, they were riding over Jacob Blake getting shot. You know, it's all about our souls. He will always smile. Try it some. Ben Bain says, I'm not a racist. I just like to be fair. There you go. There you go. See, come with, come, come and talk to me with, with, with some sense, Ben. I like that. I like that, Ben. It's all about our souls. In a way, I kind of feel like it. I feel like our souls are on test right now. You know? I, I, I know. It's, it's cool. And I love the fact that you just said that you're not a racist. So I like that. So if you're just being silly, you coming in here, Ben, being silly. Yep. Aubrey shooting was sad too, Ben. I, I definitely agree with you. Definitely agree with you. And you know what? This conversation is more like it, bro. This conversation is more like it. Don't, you know, don't, we're not here to come in here and drop this. You're from the UK. Oh, so it's, so it's seven o'clock here. You're up late watching this show. You're up late. Well, thank you. You're the first person watching this show that's commented from UK. If you want, you can drop me a PM and I'll get you a, a free shirt. You know, I'll get you a free shirt from my little Boston sports. We'll ship it out to the UK. Um, it's a sports themed shirt, but I'll send it out to you. All you got to do, man, Ben, let me just tell you, if I send you a shirt, bro, you got to take a picture so we can put it up. I'm going to show some winners that have won some shirts and you got to promise me that. Oh, you got to promise me that you're going to take this shirt. Um, actually I've, I've been on, I've been on social media for a long time, Ben. Um, I actually just started YouTubing last year under COVID because my computer wasn't up to par. I didn't have the time to get it up to par when COVID hit. The first thing I said was, you know what? Let me do something that I've been dying to do, and that's get my computer up to par so I can bring my show visually to YouTube. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I just started YouTubing, you know? So you want to pick outside? Oh, yes. Hell yeah. If I send you a friggin' I Love Boston shirt, if I send you an I Love Boston shirt and you take a picture of yourself wearing that shirt <laughs> outside of in, in Liverpool, outside of Innerfield Stadium, bro, oh, hell yeah. That's a first for the booth right there. Since doing productions will be happy as hell. Happy as hell. I might even send you a, a beanie. I might even send you one of my, my beanies, my merch. <laughs> you have a joker chance, then, haha, so you're fair. <laughs> Maybe we can get you on and talk about World Cup, man, because World Cup is big. Um, we've got a soccer team here in New England, and we hold it down. So love you, man. Love you. I'm glad that this was a much better conversation than what it started out to be. You know what I'm saying? The Boston owners own Liverpool. That'd be Robert Kraft. <laughs> That'd be Robert Kraft, Ben. Uh, Robert Kraft, who owns the Patriots, owns the Revolution here. They play outside of Gillette. And, um, yeah, the Boston Revolution is a is a pretty good one. So, yeah, definitely hit me up on Facebook. Drop me uh, drop me up. Uh, yeah, not John Henry. No, it's not John Henry. Nope. Nope. It's it's Bob Kraft. Uh, Revolution stuff. So let me know. I will definitely get your shit up. But I get, let me get back in here. Oh, Boston owners own Liverpool. John Henry. Oh, I didn't know that. So you just teaching me some stuff because I didn't know that John Henry was part of that owners group. 
that owns Liverpool. Wow. So I'm definitely getting you a shirt. You are the winner of tonight's shirt, man. I'm going to send this out to the UK. Don't let me down. Send me that address. Um, also in the sports booth, uh, you guys saw the story of Dalvin Cook, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. She put up pictures and stuff on Facebook and Instagram of her being beat up and this and that. And Tombo, Dalvin Cook put her head through a table and um, everybody was ready to cancel. LeBron James got 10% off. Yeah, LeBron James actually invested in the Red Sox here. Yep. LeBron James. So it's that that whole group. So um, Dalvin Cook's girlfriend posts all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, guess what, people? <laughs> you had to rewind the presses because video came out from people who were at Dalvin Cook's house when his girlfriend came from cross country, broke into his house. She's also military. Comes in the house talking about how she's going to shoot the new girlfriend. She assaulted Dalvin Cook on camera by pulling his, grabbing his braids and pulling his braids because he was with another woman because he had broke up with her and all this crazy stuff. So now we're going to have to hash this whole thing out. Um, but yeah, she was caught on video. Um, she was trying to get some money, but we'll see. We'll see. Innocent until proven guilty. Um, she's a crazy girl and might have just ruined her whole entire military career so we'll see uh moving into biden bombshells we're at 743 got about 15 minutes left to the show uh the pentagon says that oklahoma national guard must follow the vaccine mandate so if you guys didn't hear this story um you know a while back the pentagon had already said that anybody who's in the military is going to get the covid vaccine period there was no ifs there was no ands there was no buts you would get you were getting it on top of the other mandatory vaccinations that you get when you're in the military. So, you know, that's that's understandable. But guess what happens? Someone, somewhere, someplace, someone like Brigadier General Thomas Mancino of the Oakland National Guard says, you know what? I'm going to test this theory, and I'm going to let everybody know that the Oklahoma National Guard is not getting their vaccinations. You're not forcing us. We're not doing it. That's how it goes. Well, <laughs> Brigadier General Thomas Mancino, guess what, bro? The DOD secretary head, Lloyd Austin, says, guess what, bro? You got to follow the, vaccine, the, the vaccination mandate, and you all need to get your vaccinations. And if you want to hear exactly where this goes and what can happen, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it because I want you guys to go over to the corridor on Facebook and check out my man, Robert Resnick, R squared's article because Rob Resnick wrote a whole piece. And you guys know how much this man respects Mr. Austin. He respects Mr. He was under Mr. Austin when he was doing his tour over overseas. So he has a lot of respect for him. So, uh, he wants to see exactly what Mr. Austin is going to do if this guy does not follow suit. Um, hold on, let me just check my notifications here. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping Ben Baines, if you got a Facebook or whatever, hit me up, man, so I can, I can uh, get you this shirt out. Um, before we wind down the show, 7.45. But uh, we're going to see what happens here. We're going to see what happens here. Like I said, Brigadier General Thomas Mancino 
you're, you're messing with the wrong guy. You're, you're, you're putting your career at risk. You know, I, I don't know why you would test that. Um, we'll see. But the Pentagon already said, you know, you got to follow it. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Let me keep an eye on it. Um, we've been talking about China. Guys, keep an eye on China. I've been telling everybody, keep an eye on China. Um, China's been doing a lot of things, man. A lot of shady stuff. Uh, China just sent bomber planes to the Indian border. Uh, so what they did was they took some uh, C-70 bombers, I believe they are C-70 bombers, and they took those bombers and they flew them over near the Himalayas, which is the Indian border. Um, now, we talked on this show about the difference of no show of threat and a show of threat, and our squid explained it to the point where I've learned and done my homework, and I can actually answer this question for you. The difference why this is considered a warning and a show of force is because these bomber planes that China sent to the Indian border around the Himalayas, they had armaments on them. They had they had weapons on them. They were armed. And R Squid, who is a military guy, retired, he explained to us the difference between a show of force and a non-threat. And what his thing was was that if they're armed and they have their missiles on them, that's a show of force. That's a warning. That's how another country will take that. So India is like, okay, that's a threat. Um, we need to talk about this because that let them know that they've got their bombers in striking different di- distance of India. Now they, they don't have any issues of beef going on right now, but it's still just a show of force, you know? So we'll, we'll see. We'll see there. Keep your eyes on that. You know, like, like, Oshquid said, he says, China thinks 30 years ahead. That's how they make their moves. They're planning for stuff ahead. So we'll see. Ben Baines, thoughts on crypto. I've got a few minutes. I can toss this around. I'll tell you what. You know what? I've seen a lot of people making a lot of money on crypto, crypto coin. What confuses me about crypto is just there's just so much different crypto out there. How do you know what to jump on? As so you can make money. Now, I hate to say this. I'm a I'm a Tom Brady fan. So when Tom Brady talked about getting into crypto and he jumped on a crypto coin, I was all set to do my research and maybe buy a little bit into crypto. But I don't know really anything about crypto, how it works. Um, to be honest, I'm very intrigued by it because now when you go out, you know, when you go out, and in, into in stores here in America right now, um, you're starting to see crypto machines. Like it, like you usually have ATM machines. You now have machines that do crypto. And when you start seeing that, to me it says, guess what? This is pretty popular because they wouldn't put crypto machines in stores if there wasn't the market to, to support it. So my thing is, is that crypto has to be getting big to the point where it it's it's a serious currency. Um, there was a NFL player who took his advance and his new contract signing. I, I want to say it was a Dolphins player. He took his money when he signed his new contract in crypto. And after four months, I believe the money that he took in crypto quadrupled. So now his... The, the amount of money he got out of his contract quadrupled and the, and the dolphins got him on the cheap. So we're, we're going to say, you know, that crypto is, is coming. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. I saw Tom Brady talking about his crypto. I was kind of interested. My son 
dabbles a little in crypto. Um, the contractor who works on my house does crypto. And um, I got somebody calling me. Hold on. <laughs> I'm live on the air right now. <laughs> I'm live on the air right now and somebody's calling me. So, um, yeah, um, crypto is something that I'm very, very interested in. Digital art, NFT. I've been hearing about NFT. I don't want to get into NFT because I know that I would go broke with NFT. Um, I would definitely go broke. There's a lot of things out there that I think I would buy in the NFT format that I know might be popular. And we'll see. The digital art is, yeah, I'm huge. I'm huge when it comes to art. You know, I've got tattoos from some of the famous art pictures that I have. I've got a, you know, I got a Wolverine that was uh, drawn by a famous Marvel artist. And, you know, I had to have this tattoo on my arm of Wolverine, you know, and then I was a big Dragon Ball Z fan. I got my uh, Dragon Ball Z that represents my three boys. I got that. So I, I love art. I'm a big fan of art. I'm actually tossing around the idea. Well, not many black people get their their tattoos colored in, but by Dragon Ball Z, I've been tossing back and forth, maybe getting it you know, colored in. So yeah, you're right. It's exciting times. Um, NFT, Bitcoin, all this new stuff is is exciting for me because I'm I'm big. I like I like digital new stuff. It it it's awesome stuff, and you know it's great stuff. Um, and I'm gonna keep my eye on it. If you can give me some more info on crypto, anybody anybody out there who's in the crypto man, just keep hit me up because I I'm on the verge. I'm teetering. It's just I haven't like I said I haven't found that mm, to get me into crypto yet. Um. But when Tom Brady announced his, I was almost ready to jump on the Tom Brady crypto. Um, This week, healthy debate, but no breakthroughs. Um, We have the virtual summit going on, which is about, you know, China and America and about, you know, the shipping and retail and things of that sort. Let's let's be honest, people. Um, We're at war. You, You we're not at physical war. We're not at a violent war. We're at war with China. We've been at war with China for the last, since Obama was in office. Um, retail, merchandising, online shopping, all that stuff. That's, that's, a, that's a price, that's a price war. And we need, we need to find a balance in this, in this war right now. We as Americans are buying a ton of stuff from China. Online, it's all coming here from China. Everything we buy is from China. Our clothes, everything, pretty much. Um, President Trump did try to balance that import-export by sending beef because China doesn't have beef or anything over there. So, no. Um, ben says, will we see China feet on U.S. soil war? No, no, no. I don't think we will ever see that. There's a, there's a fear that it would come to that, but it's not because when it comes to retail and money, it, we are the top two. We are the top two when it comes to retail. Our war is being handled at the cash register. The war that we're having right now with China that we're in right now is being handled at the cash registers. It's being handled at, exactly, yes, internet war. The hacking, all that stuff behind the scene. You're right. There you go. It's a, it's a virus finance war. It's, it's import-export. And China, China doesn't have to put 
boots on American soil to crush us. China can kill our financial infrastructure by making sure we become financially dependent on their product, which we almost already are. So if China wanted to hurt America, they don't have to put boots on the soil. They're, they're already doing a damn good job of it right now to, re, with retail, you know? So it, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, a lot of people don't even realize this. You know, a lot of people talk about war. A lot of people talk about it. The war is happening right now. The, the hacking war with Russia, China, and, you know, three months ago on this show, I talked about the FBI internet security guy stepping down and saying that our internet security is kindergarten compared to what China and Russia have. You know, it's it's crazy, you know. You're right. China owns your docks and most of land. You're right. China, that that story I talked about, Mazurk, earlier. Mazurk is a, is a, is a company that's, you know, out of, out of Scandinavia. And Costco, which is C-O-S-C-O, I got to make sure I mention that, which is up here. Costco is a Chinese company, and they own a lot of the Northeast shipping industries. So uh, he says, Ben says, I fear the USA is becoming a poor country, will be beaten to a pulp. Well, we got Biden in office now. Let's see what Biden can do to keep our exports going. The key is making sure that we have something that other people need and want. And we do. We do. Like I said, China doesn't have beef down there, um, and and we could really get our farmers some help if we can produce beef and get that beef exported to them, so they can you know they they can have it because you know they do have a good cut of meat down there. That Kobe beef down there in in Japan is nice, um, but China doesn't doesn't have that. So let's see. China wants to win by seeing USA a third world country. You're right. You're right. But China almost hurt themselves when they had the Olympics there, when they overproduced all the metal um, for the Olympics. China almost bankrupt themselves because they put all that money into the Olympics and they wanted to show so much with their Olympics and and they had this huge real estate boom, but then they couldn't sell any of the property or rent the property out that they thought that they were going to do. It almost hurt them financially, almost destroyed them that a lot of people didn't know about. And then in return, China almost destroyed our scrap industry. Well, they pretty much did. They pretty China pretty much destroyed our scrap industry after the Olympics because they took a whole lot of metal, fresh brand new metal that was to be used for real estate that, and they dumped all this brand new iron and steel into the scrap metal market, which is like the, the stock market exchange for scrap. And when they did that, it brought the price of scrap way down. So if you took a junk car to uh, like an Everett's and the price per ton at one time was almost $300. China dumped all this glut of brand new metal to the point where it dropped the scrap market down to the point where it almost killed the scrap market. Um, It it was so bad that when you went and traded in a car, you couldn't even, the the dealerships couldn't even get rid of cars to auction. They couldn't even get rid of cars to scrap because no one was buying scrap metal because China had flooded the market, the scrap market with all brand new fresh metal. What are you going to do? You're going to buy brand new scrap metal at scrap, brand new metal at scrap metal prices from, from China, you know, and it, it did. It almost killed this country. This is why USA won't kill crypto. Another killer. We'll reach a point where the dollar will be monopoly money. Hey, we were almost there. I'm not going to lie. We were almost there a couple of times with the dollar. Ooh, remember when you, you remember when the euro came out? 
Y'all remember when the Euro came out? Remember what happened? The dollar bill was in trouble when the Euro came out. And then a lot of things happened over there. And then it, and then the Euro wasn't as big. The Euro wasn't, it didn't pan out the way that it was going to happen. So y'all remember that, right? So guys, it's 7.58. I got two minutes left. Let me move on here. I got to thank everybody here for checking out the show. I've got some people that I'm going to add to this uh, that's coming up. We got some more people that got beanies. We got some more people that got shirts. So I got to appreciate you. Um, also, got to talk about the podcast that I'm involved with that I also produce and 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 take care of. Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports View Me, Happy Hour with Lito, Talk Back with Gloria Shea. And I got to add, She Talks Football Podcast. Baltimore Ravens fan, Regina Wright. Holding it down. She talks football. Um, it's good stuff. Ben Baines, I, I gotta get your info, Ben. I got I'm getting you a shirt. I want that UK picture with an I love Boston sports. And I'm telling you right now, operation on the home front is coming up November 20th. I'm gonna get these topics up here for you guys. And uh boom, boom, boom. Uh, let's see here. Operation for the home front. And then we got the It Factor on November 28th. Yes, the It Factor is November 28th. It'll be me and Viana Marie, myself, will be judges at the It Factor. Can't wait. Benson, the general, sent out the personal invite. We'll be there judging this event. Also, December 12th, Christmas party toy drive by the Boom Squad. That's going to be hosted on December 10th. Viana Marie will be performing. So you want to check that out. And then... The women's empowerment event is going to take place in des- in, in December. <clears throat> That's going to be twelve twelve. Okay, so twelve ten is the Boom Squad event. Twelve twelve is the women's empowerment event. Ben, my um, Insta is sinister one s i n i s t a. It's uh, I'm going to type it in for you right now. Sinister one on Instagram hit me up. He says, I want the black wool hat and a red logo. Black hat with a red logo. Let me see what I can do. But I'm definitely getting you a t-shirt. And I need that. I need that picture. I need that UK picture, bro. Because I'm going to go off. (laughs) I'm going to go off with this one, man. This is going to be lovely. So, hey, guys. 8 o'clock p.m. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in the show. I actually have an RUS for you guys, though, before we get out of here. I got an RUS for you guys before we get out of here. This is a are you serious for you guys. Check out this minivan chase. Check out. Look, you ever heard of the term drive it like you stole it? Drive it like you stole it. (laughs) Peep this are you serious called drive it like you stole it. And then SpongeBob is going to take us home. Here we go. Are you serious? Peep this people. Drive it like you stole it. On the booth. Here you go. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
get out of here. <laughs> what? Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't playing. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. It's like I'm my own now. I ain't hard, I get tired of fuss and fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's your website, get your website, get your website, get your website, get your website.